Welcome y saludos amigos a nuestra presentación Revenge of the Pod, where we talk about all things nerd culture, movies, shows, pop culture, even some sports and a bit about ourselves. I'm your host Luigi and this is my co-host Jason. What's up everybody? We're excited to have you with us this week today for another great episode. You can expect to get out of out of this episode concession stands, trailers, a little bit of TV land, and our feature presentation I think might be a bigger one this week, which is going to be uh, some of our favorite thrillers. All right, let's go straight into concession stands. Jason, uh, I think you went and did a thing this week. What did you go do, man? Oh, well, this past week, as I mentioned uh previous episode guys i went to i went out of town uh i went to san diego to go see the red hot chili peppers shout out to jamie she bought me tickets for my birthday it was a birthday gift it was a i think i said christmas but it was a birthday gift and we went to go see our friends uh jermaine and eric so shout out to them thank you guys for your hospitality and let us stay with you guys bro the weather man that's all i could think about Mm -hmm. the whole time when i was there i was like Oh my god! I wish it was seventy degrees this whole time. But dude, oh my I, god, dude! Oh, go ahead. That's how I felt in Chicago, man. Like <laughs> the Sun Belt and the the Bible Belt down here. God, it's so hot! It's so ridiculously hot. Like I, you don't want to go outside. You know how in the north, in the winter time, it's really isolating. People don't go out as much. Sometimes they have to stay home from work because right. it's just so freezing cold. I mean, nobody stays home from work here, but nobody wants to be outside. Uh, people aren't, I mean, people here and there, but it's not like, it's not like you see a shit ton of people outside. No, man, I'm trying to avoid that bullshit. Dude. Well, it, well, even in the North, right? They had, like you said, they have the cold, but mm-hmm. dude, in San Diego, man, it's always like that. Yeah. It's just nice. great weather. The one thing I, the one thing that did frustrate us the most, obviously, like any other, like California, it's the traffic, dude. It's awful, man. It's it, it's bad, bro. The highways are just so connected. If you're not used to it, dude, it's just it's just very frustrating. Drivers don't give a fuck, bro. Like they'll cut you off, and like they'll cause like almost a whole accident. But it doesn't happen, obviously. But they just don't they just don't give a fuck, dude. And um, yeah, dude, California, man. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, California, dude. It was it's a great vibe, man. It was it was a great time, dude. They blew my mind. They are amazing live. And dude, mm-hmm. I I saw that they opened up their concert in, I believe it was Denver, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And we you can look up their set list to see what they played, right? And they didn't have my favorite song on there. I was like, damn, they're not going to play my favorite song. Wait, my what's favorite, your favorite song? Other Side, bro. That's oh, okay, song. okay, 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 yeah. okay. So I was kind of bummed, but like they have right other songs that I liked. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, we... These are classics. I'll be excited, right? And like towards the end of the concert, bro. Obviously, you hear you hear the you know the the chords, right? And everyone started freaking out, dude. And then all of a sudden, bro, like just everyone just started singing, right? How long? How long will I slide? Separate my side, right? Oh, dude, I almost broke out into tears, dude. I fucking, I kid you not, dude. I was so happy. I was like. Fuck yes, that's what I wanted. It was awesome, dude. It was it was great. It was a great time, man. That's dope, man. I I love Red Hot Chili. But I wanted to know how they were in Cali. Like if they 
they like shout out their own state. Oh, they did. Yeah, they, they were like, yeah, hype. we're in fucking California. You know, we're going to fucking do it big for you guys. It was obviously Flea talking to the crowd, the bassist. Mm-hmm. So uh, he, um, they finished the show, right? And obviously I knew they were going to have an encore if we screamed out loud enough. So they went off stage. The people were fucking yelling, right? Like, no, come on, you know, encore, right? And uh, so they do get the encore. Flea ends up coming on stage, but like walking on his hands. And he was wearing like a skirt kill type of thing. The whole mm-hmm. time. So the kilt went all the way up to his chest. So you can see what was going on in his undergarments. And his undergarments was pretty much like a bright ass green neon speedo, dude. <laughs> of hilarious. course it was. Of course. And dude, <laughs> this guy's old as fuck. He's probably like 50 in his 50s, I would say, doing still doing handstands, walking to the stage and just fucking he's like, Yeah, we got two more songs for y'all. You know, and the, the rest of the band comes out, dude. It was awesome, dude. The light show was crazy. The the openers did amazing. It was a uh, Thundercat and and Haim. Turns that's how you oh, pronounce shit. it. Haim. Um, Eric. This whole time I've been saying Haim. Haim, exactly. Uh, it's so it's their last name. Uh, so they're they're all sisters in a band, and it's Haim. I, I I it's they're obviously from. It's a European name, and they said it, and I was like, oh, that's how you said it. So Jamie was right. Eric was wrong. Eric, you're pronounced. You've been pronouncing it wrong your whole your whole life. So. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, it, it was great, man. Uh, I was trying to get some merch, bro, but I, I really didn't. I low key didn't really like any of the shirts that much. That's uh, I was trying to get you a poster too, and they didn't have any available. So, SOL on that. Hung out on the beach, got a little sunburn, but it was all right. Oh, uh, I got into the water. Water was freezing, but I went yeah. the furthest I've ever been into the water. I'm, I'm low. I'm like, slowly getting rid of my phobia of the ocean slowly wait, but surely wait what you have a you have a phobia of the ocean oh i was i'm terrified of the ocean dude i used to only be able to go like ankle deep into the ocean and uh luckily jermaine was there well and then since i went to last year i went to florida with the ocean beaches the water was warm the waves weren't as strong so i was able to go a little bit deeper and then when i went to California, I was able to go even further because, like, all right, this isn't so bad. The waves aren't so bad. If you know how to, like, uh, go with the waves, it's not so bad, right? And then uh, we went two days. One day was just myself and Jamie, and the next day it was myself and Jermaine. Jermaine is really good because with the water because he was in the Navy, so he, he's very confident in the water. So he's like, it's okay, man. I got you. Don't worry. Like, let's go. Let's go a little bit further. And sure enough, I did, man. And uh, I had a good feels, ass time, dude. <laughs> it feels dope, right? Like the ocean is nice. I it's nice, dude. Yeah, he tried scaring me a couple times because like, he found like some long ass like leaf seaweeds, sea leaves, seaweeds, right? And he tried putting it around my neck, thinking you know, like it was like a fish or something. I saw him the whole time. Like, no, nah, no, nah, he ain't gonna get me like that, bro. <laughs> it ain't happening today. Yeah, That's we. Um, well, I'm glad you uh, you pushed further out on your on your fear, and I'm glad you had fun on the concert, man. Yeah, dude, it was great, man. Oh, and I will say this. If you're in San Diego, Luigi, yeah. you got to go hit up this spot called The Friendly. By far, the top th- top three of my favorite burgers of all time. Wow. Yes, dude. Maybe top two. What oh, yeah. the yes, fuck? Dude. Wow. dude, the burger was fucking amazing. And Jamie goes there every year. And she's like, we got to hit up this spot. Trust me, you'll like these burgers. Like, all right, they're not going to be that great. Sure enough, we get there, dude. And Amazing, bro. Probably one of the best burgers I've ever had. So where would you place Shake Shack on that list? 
Not even on the list, bro. You don't put Shake Shack on your list of best. Shake Shack's all right. Uh, you know, it's like I consider like that, like fast food, and like fast food burgers aren't even that. They don't even crack it. You oh wait, I mean? so you like like gourmet burgers? Yeah, it's like uh, yeah, like you know. Oh, I'm like, not a I'm not big on gourmet. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I want to say burgers. it's gourmet. It's it's definitely fast food, but it's so good that I would throw it in the gourmet burgers. You know what I mean? Interesting. All right. Well, I I, I got some mad love for uh, Shake Shack. I mean, it's not my favorite. Because there's a few Texas places here that I really like, like Longhorn Cafe here in San Antonio. Shout out Longhorn Cafe. I like me that one. I like uh, a few chains that are only in Texas, like P. Terry's out of Austin. Mm. Delicious burgers, man. Delicious burgers. Uh, but those are just to name a few, man. Well, I you re- got you to gotta take us out when we go visit you. because uh, Oh, dude. Jane, that's like her favorite food, bro. So same, same. See, yeah. I knew Jamie was good people, Doc. I knew it. <laughs> so yeah, you definitely gotta. If we go visit you, when we go visit you, not if. Yeah, when yeah. we go visit you, you gotta, you gotta show us around the burger joints. You guys, you gotta show oh, the top tier. We got mad burger joints over here. I mean, it's like, you know, Texas. All right. Yeah, man. I had a good weekend. I know you had a final last two raw for yourself. Just, I know you gotta talk about it. Tell me, man. <laughs> Heading back to work, back to reality, man. Back to back to the the school year. Teaching is beginning. Well, we're doing trainings right now, but next week, no the kids, kids are going to be there. Yeah, the kids yeah. are going to be there next week. So I'm just trying to mentally prepare myself, and got a lot of stuff I have to do this week before next. So we'll how see how do it I goes. Reach these kids. How, yeah, how do I reach these kids? Well, what grade are you doing this year? This year, first grade. I'm hoping to do fourth grade next year. So we'll see. All right. Well, a new job too, right? And you were—I know you were excited for it. So it, it can't be all too. It can't be all bad. Nah, um, nah. I just I enjoy my summers. Your summer breaks, yeah. I thoroughly enjoy them, man. It's, it's nice. <laughs> yeah. I know when I talked to you on Saturday, was it Saturday? Yeah, it sounds sound like you were having like a last hoorah, like this is our last weekend, let's fucking go. Yeah, dude, <laughs> I had some friends over, we drank, we had a good time, we played some games, chilled, kicked it, it was really good, man. I really enjoyed it. You got to hang out with us too, we played some video games, you were on the mic with us. Oh, definitely. You know, I had to, I had to, I had to, I had to get on the mic as soon as I got back home from San Diego. It was bittersweet, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> All right, let's move on into a few things that we got for concession stand. All right, so first up, I'm going to go with, we got early reactions to House of the Dragon. Okay, the HBO Max prequel to Game of Thrones. For early reactions from Collider, IndieWire, and The Wrap. I mean, I, I read a lot of Collider. They're pretty solid indie wire in the rap i mean trust you can trust them i mean it depends on how much you trust their reviewers but they're supposedly saying that as of right now it is better than game of thrones and breaking bad okay i've never seen game of thrones but to put it up there with breaking bad i know do i have to I go know. back and rewatch game of thrones now i did they, would did they did they say that in there? I don't know. Should I? I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. The first six, shoot, I'll even throw season seven in there. The first seven seasons of that show are, I, I can, I guarantee they're some of the best TV 
that you will watch for sure. Mm. Now, mind you, uh, there there are plenty of prestige television shows that I need to watch as well so that I can compare. But when I was watching that show, the character development and dialogue and interaction between the characters, I had never seen anything like that before. So it was definitely a show worth watching. It doesn't end the way you, I mean, it ends the way you want it to end, but they don't play it out correctly. Like they, they rushed it too much and it didn't make sense. Oh, I know how it ends too, though. So that kind of ruined oh. it for me. Oh, what? Why you well, that? I lived with three other roommates that were so deep into that. And I just happened to walk in. I was like, oh, what's this? Oh, this is the final episode. I was like, who's this? I was like, oh, yeah, this person. I'm not going to ruin it for anyone else if you guys haven't seen it. I was like, oh, okay. All right, good. I was like, is it worth watching, rewatching it? And then Eric was like, no, dude, don't. Uh, fuck that. They're wrong. Listen, the last <laughs> season is the last season really disappoints you. I'm not going to lie. Like, you're. You're not going to be super happy with the way it ends, but you're going to be like, well, I did want this. Just I didn't want it the way you gave it to me at all. Yeah. And that's what kind of ruins it. But I'm telling you, man, especially like up to season six, God, some amazing television, dude. Amazing. And the fights, like there are battles in each season. Yeah, I hear like the Battle of the Bastards is like one of the best fucking. It is, dude. Action. I I still think of that battle. To this day, it's probably my favorite from the whole series, which says something because the end of the season or the end of the series has two really good battles. Like, I, I won't take that away. The The battles in the series. Oh, when winter finally the, came. Yes. When winter comes and the battle for the Iron Throne. Um, but yeah, so. Supposedly, House of Dragon is one-upping that and Breaking Bad. We'll see how it goes when it comes out, guys. I'm excited. What is it? August 17th, right? August 17th? Dude, I'm I'm not sure. You're, I'm not worried about that right now. Yeah, I'm not. I, I, I mean, <laughs> honestly, I don't feel like I should watch it because I feel like they're going to put a lot of references to the, pre- to the sequels, right? Or maybe not. I don't know, because it's a prequel, right? So It's a prequel. I mean, I'm sure they'll put like some Easter eggs here and there, but I, I think it'll be easy to follow because of the fact that you don't have to know any of the characters from Game of Thrones because they're long, long before Thousands Game of Thrones. Thousands of years, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you should be fine. And I'm going to correct myself. It's August 21st. August 21st. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Jinx, bro. Oh, just kidding. Uh, you owe me a Coke. All right. Anyway. <laughs> All right, moving on after that, I have another question for you, Jason. What's up, bro? So we've been seeing a lot of Marvel stuff, and Marvel's doing their Marvel thing, and it looks like they got the trust of the fans back after the San Diego Comic-Con stuff. And I bet you when D23 happens, we're going to get even more news about Marvel stuff. On the other end of the spectrum, there is another comic book company, DC Uh, I'm not really sure what direction they are headed in, but what I am seeing is that they're leaning in heavily into the Shazam characters with Black Adam and the entire Shazam family being at the forefront of the San Diego Comic-Con stuff. Now, when Comic-Con happened, they asked The Rock, because he's notoriously been fighting for Henry Cavill to get his Superman role back, and they asked him, who would win in a fight between Superman and Black Adam? And he said, depends on who's playing Superman. 
Everyone knew who he meant. Everyone knew who he meant. What do you Damn, think? He Jason? said that. Yeah, he's like depends mm-hmm. on who's playing Superman. And he's he straight out said that. And because he, I mean, I think he's pretty good friends with Henry Cavill. What do you think of Henry Cavill Superman, man? What do you think of this whole multiverse? Could they keep him in? And what are they going to do about Ezra Miller? There's a lot of questions. Or Amber Heard. What are they going to do with a... Well, you bring up good points. And I think that's why San Diego Comic-Con, they didn't have a lot for DC. And that's why they're leaning a lot towards Shazam and Black Adam. Because I already think in the future, they already have their stuff planned out for that. As to what they had planned out for Superman and The Flash with Ezra Miller, Aquaman with Amber Heard. They're like, fuck, we got to fucking fix what we were going to do with this. Right? Oh, fuck, we had a poop scene in Aquaman. We can't do that now. Exactly. exactly. Damn. (laughs) They're going to think it's part of the the trial. They, uh... (laughs) That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, Let's be real, man. Superman's going to... I'm sorry, bro. He's going to... He's going to... Doesn't matter who is playing Black Adam, bro. I don't care if it's The Rock. You know, he's he's a poor man's Arnold Schwarzenegger of our era. Dang, um, that's intense. It's gonna be it's gonna be Superman. Doesn't matter who plays Superman. It's gonna be Superman, bro. Well, here's the thing, man. Black Adam has usually, well, for the most part, been able to get an upper hand on Superman. They haven't fought enough, or at least I don't know enough about DC, so I'm not gonna say they haven't fought. I haven't seen them fight enough. To know for sure, but I know for a fact that Superman's weakness is magic, and Black Adam and Shazam's powers come from magic. So from I've magic. seen, I've seen Black Adam whooping on Superman, and Shazam actually had to help him. Now Superman wasn't getting beat like the like Dark Side or Apocalypse, but he was like, ah, oh, my hits like he's actually hurting me pretty bad, and my hits aren't landing as hard because he's a magical, he's a magical character. Being yeah, so it'd be an interesting battle. Either way, man, I, I don't know, man. I I just, although I am excited for the Black Adam movie, I'm kind of not just because, dude, I'm I'm tired of The Rock. Not I'm not tired of The Rock. I like him as a person, but he's just in too many movies, man. Like I said, he's just the poor man's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Dang, I, I like The Rock, but I will agree with you that he, not that he's a poor man's Arnold Schwarzenegger, but... <laughs> But that he is he is uh, oversaturating himself right now. He is, and, and don't and a lot of his movies are great, are good. Some of them are. I'm not even gonna say great, bro. Like, what what's a great movie from from The Rock? I I mean, you may disagree, but I really like the Jumanji movies. <laughs> the, the, the first one was great. I haven't seen the second one. Oh, I really like that one too. They actually made it. It's not as. There are parts of that one that are not as good. As the first one, okay. What did you like? Uh, Rampage. No, that was terrible. That was what terrible about the movie. other? What, what about the other movie? Uh, the one where there he's in California and like San Andreas. Yeah, did you like that one? Uh, no. I mean, it had good action. And I'm being then, an, I'm being an apologist for the movie. <laughs> I'm not saying fa- <laughs> him in the Fast and Furious movies. Uh, they and they, I, in my opinion, Fast and Furious hasn't been good since the fourth one. I never liked those movies. I thought they got one and slight. two. I was being nice. Those movies, I <laughs> thought those were bad too. <laughs> but listen, when when they when they hit the fifth one, they realized how ridiculous they were, and they just ran with it. I, and I appreciated that. Yeah, yeah, I appreciated that because I was like, all right, you guys at least like you're owning that shit now. And what but I that- will say is, The Rock and Jason Statham, like they provided a breath oh, of fresh Hobby air Shop, for those. That was years. pretty cool. 
Yeah. Yeah, I liked them. I liked them in those movies. But yeah, I I Fast and Furious even with the rock wasn't wasn't great. But Bob am I wrong? Shaw, I liked. A- after talking about this, am I wrong? He's a poor man's Arnold Schwarzenegger because in the 80s, 90s, Arnold Schwarzenegger was in everything. But what movies did he make that are just still amazing to this day in my opinion? Terminator. Arnold's, Arnold's yeah, Ter- Terminator, Terminator, Terminator 2, two Kindergarten Predator? Cop, Jingle Predator? Jingle All the Way, Predator. Oh, you're right. You're right. Twins. Twins. You know, he those movies are great. Maybe they have their flaws too, but they were awesome, man. Um, True Lies, you know, where okay, he plays okay. though all those movies are fire, bangers. Those 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 movies age well. The rock movies, we're, we're not gonna wanna watch we're not gonna wanna watch them twenty years from now. And I go, I'm looking I'm looking at his films right now and there's a bunch of trash ass movies here. Like, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, like, exactly, and that's what Arnold Schwarzenegger did. But still, like his his great movies are better than the, the Rock's great movies. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, Although and that's why Rock... I compared him. That's why I compared him to Arnold Schwarzenegger because Arnold Schwarzenegger was like, "What? How much money is he paying? Let's do it." Although the Rock, I wish he would do more comedic roles, like not as a badass, but like making fun of himself, like he did in Be Cool or Get Smart, where he was just like, "Oh, I liked Get Smart. That was actually yeah, a good yeah. film that I liked from him." And then Mark Wahlberg, that was a good yeah. one. I wished that the Scorpion King movie had been better because it was bad. It was so bad. Hey, bro. Was see, he I mean, even I don't in know, it? man. I like that movie. I like The Mummy Returns. Yeah. But I remember Scorpion King. Return of the Scorpion King. Bad. Oh, movie. CGI was awful. No, it wasn't a bit. I mean, to me, it was awesome. I like I like that movie. I think that was like my favorite mummy movie. I'll have to rewatch. I'll have to rewatch. I'll, I'll give it that. I did like him in the rundown. That was a good one. Rundown was good. Walking kind. Tall. It was all right. I like it. Tooth Fairy for kids. It's fine. The Game Plan. Uh, the Game Plan. I never saw. That's the one I saw. Sorry. Gridiron I Gang. That one was good. Gridiron Gang was good. Yeah, Moana. <laughs> I know it's a voice, a voice film, but I liked him in Moana. Jungle Cruise. I mean, he was enjoyable to that watch. That was not. Yeah, well, that one was But it was not. It was not that great. I liked. You know why I liked it? Because I like adventure movies and I like Emily Blunt and The Rock. They know what they were doing. Disney yeah. knew what they were doing. But is it a good movie? Like, look back on the movie. Is it a good movie? It's not. Uh, yeah. Either way, that's that's all I'm saying. Like, based upon all his movies, like, I want Black Adam to be good, but I'm not putting my hopes up, which maybe could be a good thing. So when I do watch it, I'm like, hey, that was enjoyable because I didn't put my hopes up too much. Does that make sense? Maybe it'll be as good as his Jumanji films. And I love those movies. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, we're actually going to talk about another rock film uh, in a But bit. anyways, <laughs> uh, anyways, Henry Cavill, yes, bring him back. I want that. Dude, He's he the best is Superman. My fucking Superman. All yeah. right. Uh, quick hit. Speaking on Warner Brothers and DC, if you are a gamer and you have not downloaded the free open beta for Multiverses, if you like Super Smash Brothers, it is literally the same exact kind of game. And uh, to quote one of our friends, it could possibly, it has the potential to be better than Super Smash Brothers. So go check that out, gamers. It is fun. I promise you it'll be worth your time. And it's Jason, pretty much, can, oh, go sorry. Ahead, go ahead. Like you said, it was pretty much like Super Smash Brothers, but instead of Nintendo characters, it's Warner Brothers characters. So you got Shaggy from uh, Scooby Doo, you got Batman, you got, you even got LeBron from, uh, uh, Space, Space Jam, Jam, Bugs Bunny. So just a bunch of Warner Brother characters. 
They have some Super Cartoon Smash Network characters since Warner Brothers owns those too, like Adventure yeah. Time, the dog and the kid with the sword. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They got a bunch. They got a bunch, and they're going to add more and more over time. So I'm excited for that. That's cool. I, and I think it just finished downloading on my end, so I'll be able to play that hopefully after we record. Oh, we gonna play. <laughs> oh, oh, we gonna play. All right, Jason, um, you had a question that I definitely want to talk about. Yeah. So. Uh, during my vacation right you talk about stuff with your friends and things like that but i wanted to bring this up in our podcast because i actually wanted to open up to our our listeners out there uh, because i would love to hear what your thoughts are not not your thoughts but like what made you well let me explain the aspect of it so remember growing up as a kid luigi right yeah you remember growing up as a kid there were when you would go to a friend's house and you saw certain things in their house that you thought made them look rich or you thought they're like, Oh, you have this, you guys must be rich. Mm-hmm. Right. So what would you see when you would go to a friend's house that made you think that they were rich? I got a few, a water, yeah, bed. a water bed, Ooh, was one a water of bed. <laughs> nice. I was like, Oh, they must be rich. They got a water bed. <laughs> Little did I know that they were not more expensive than other beds. And it wasn't trash, <laughs> but I thought I was like, Oh, they must be rich. They got a water bed. Dude, right? That's that's a good one. Uh, we did not we didn't bring that up when we had our conversation. So what we brought up was having dish cable. If you had dish, in your uh, house, yes, bro, yes. If you had a satellite outside of your house, like, oh, these guys are rich, man. Y- y'all got that dish TV? That's fucking awesome, right? Or even <laughs> if you had anything added onto your cable at all, like if you had HBO. Or if you had like Cinemax, Showtime, it was like, ooh, they got that money though. Yeah, I was like, oh, they got that money. They got that money. <laughs> <laughs> um, a classic one. If you have a pool in your backyard, you know. Yeah, of course. You're rich. If yeah, your house is a two-story house. Yes, two-story house. If they had a big screen TV. Uh, yeah, big screen TV, like not even a flat screen. The big ass ones. The big ass oh, like. <laughs> Over a hundred pound TVs that you had to get help to get them out of your house. Yeah. If you had like a more than like, I know I said two story, but if you had like a house when you walked in, like you go into the one story, like it goes under like a basement, but it's also like a game room type of thing. Yeah, You know what I mean? Uh, what else did we bring up? Oh, if you had a computer, if you had a computer room. Ah, uh, yeah. If you had it separate in its own room, if you had a Jesus Christ. I had it in my mind right now. If you had a come back to me, come back to me. What's your next one? What's your next one? I'm trying to, I'm trying to think about the other ones that we talked about. What else? Um, oh, if you had a DVD player, like oh. before a certain time, before a certain time, obviously everybody transitioned. But there was a point where if somebody had a DVD player. You were like, damn, they got money. They got CDs. They got movie CDs. What yeah, is this? Was, yeah, that, I thought that was a that was really fun when we were just talking about like growing up as a kid. Like, oh yeah, this that's fucking that's sweet. Also, multiple consoles. Like, if you had a Sega and a Nintendo, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, damn, yeah, both of them. That's so cool. You must be rich. <laughs> <laughs> all it's all in the eye of the beholder, too, man. Because I remember, I mean, I didn't have any of that stuff, right? But I had had a friend come to my house and say, man, this is like a mansion. You must be rich. I was like, no, man. That is true, especially as a kid, right? You know, you 
you see this stuff that like your parents don't have, but you're just like, whoa, I wish we had this, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I just thought that was very interesting growing up as a kid, like what considered now, like now, like TVs, flat screens aren't as expensive now. Well, depending on yeah. what you get, right? Yeah. If you get like a, they're always the upgrading top of the line, 8k TVs. Yeah. Those are fucking ridiculous. But yeah, now like a big like flat screen TV, like it's pretty affordable. All right, listeners, let us know. We'll put that question in the podcast. So check the questions in the episode page and you can answer. Let us know what you thought made people rich when you were growing up. Uh, next up for us is trailers. Trailers. So there were a few things at San Diego Comic-Con, Jason, that we actually did not mention. We missed. Out of all the things that we talked about, <laughs> there was there was something that was missed. Uh, so there were a bunch of DC animated films, and I'm a I'm a fan of the DC animated. They are oh, years the ahead of Marvel on animation. So I wanted to go over a few. First one is Batman: The Doom That Came to Gotham. So I don't know a whole lot on the details of the Doom that came to Gotham. But if you were a DC animated fan and you've seen those Batman movies, they are top of the line. They barely miss. Yeah, like, uh, what is it? Oh, gosh, the one with Red Hood. That's probably one of the best ones. Yeah, Batman Under the Red Hood. Under the Red Hood, yep. Well, they ended up making the video game based off that. Uh, Arkham City. It's Arkham City. Oh, no. Arkham that Knight. Was... Oh, Arkham, Arkham yeah, Knight. I haven't, yeah, I haven't Arkham played Knight. Arkham Knight, so I don't, I don't know. That's based uh, off of the film Under the Red Hood. So, damn, I just ruined it for you. Uh... <laughs> but the Doom that came to Gotham is actually like one of those uh, multiverse stories where it's like the 1920s and he's fighting like super na- some supernatural forces uh, in oh, Gotham. That... So we'll see how that goes. But like old school Batman, right? Like if Batman yeah. was in the 1920s. I yeah. saw notes on that, but yeah, did they did they give a trailer to that, or they just talked about it? I think they just talked about it. Okay. I, don't, I don't remember any any trailers or anything like that, but the, it definitely sounded like it would be something interesting. I definitely, yeah, I remember hearing about that, like it was in the works or something. So I'm glad they're actually like it's a it's a green light for sure now. So it, it sounded really interesting from what. I read on fan theories. So, I mean, we'll see. All right. And the next one is Ruby Justice League. Uh, this one looks, uh, I mean, if it follows the comic, it looks to be a little more like manga ish or manga. I'm sorry. And it's going to be a way in which two different universes collide. And my understanding is Team Ruby fight supernatural creatures kind of like uh the brothers grim style if i am incorrect please let me know that's what i understood from what i had read and they're going to team up with the justice league for something so we'll see how that goes and then we've got a few more legion of superheroes justice league war world green lantern beware my power so those are the three that rounded out so you guys are going to be getting a lot of animated stuff uh if you've been following the animated films they had an entire like 30 or what is it more than 30 film arc that ended in justice league apocalypse war, which if you have not seen guys, Amazing. God. yeah, it is shocking. Uh, my, my friends were talking about it this past Saturday about how shocking some of the, 
some of the ways that certain characters uh, die in that movie. So I'm not going to say any more than that, but dude, it's wild. It's a good watch. It's a good watch, and it's short. It's only like 70 minutes, guys. It's like an episode of a Netflix show. Yeah, only 70 minutes. Not too bad. A uh, couple trailers on my end. Just uh, Rick and Morty. Uh, are, are you a fan of Rick and Morty, Luigi? Yeah, I've only seen one episode. Um, I never saw anything after that, so I can't tell you Damn. if I'm a fan or not. Yeah, I, it's, I, it, I laughed, but it didn't make me want to watch more. So I'd have to watch another episode. It's probably my favorite adult animated cartoon. No shit. Like, okay. It's like a, a Family Guy, Simpsons, BoJack mm-hmm. Horseman, whatever it is, uh, Bob's Burgers. It's my favorite one. I think it's the best one. Just the writing is awesome, and the characters that they introduce is great. Anyways, season six is set to release on September 6th. So to all my Rick and Morty fans, September 6th, baby, let's get ready. Baby. Wub-a-dub-a-dub-dub, you know? Uh, that's a that's a saying. <laughs> Then what? We got, no, I couldn't tell. Uh, and then I sent this trailer to you, this teaser to you earlier today. Uh, you know, spirit Halloween, spirit costumes. You know where you guys go? They they yeah, get yeah. they go to businesses that run out of out of business, business. <laughs> em- empty stores, empty stores, and they take over and they sell Halloween costumes for that month. Well, they are making a horror film. You know, we're getting close to the what? spooky season. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, it's set to come out this year, but the the whole synopsis of this story is pretty much these kids decide to sneak into a spirit Halloween uh, uh, store and and stay the night there. They sneak in there. Well, you know, it's it's closing time, but they hide, so they close down the store and they just want to stay the night there throughout the. I guess I want to say Halloween, and these the animatronics and stuff like that come to life, and it's. It, and that's pretty much the whole story. The, the teaser's out now. There's a little bit more to it, right? Like uh, someone died, they put their spirits in there. Just your basic horror film kind of thing. But Does it looks it look more good? like a, like a Goosebumps, but scarier. Oh, I would say. Okay. You know? Okay. Yeah. 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 But like a lot, definitely a lot scarier. A lot, a lot more horror aspect to it. So kind of like scary stories to tell in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I would say that. So it looks interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. it. Doesn't look too bad. It, you know, it looks more like a. Like uh, when you know when the Disney films came out in their prime, you know, like uh, Halloween Town, um, what else? Hocus Pocus kind of thing. What else? Uh, Brink. Do you ever see any of those movies? I saw Hocus Pocus as an adult. I heard about Halloween Town. Never heard of Brink, but I did watch. You didn't watch Nightmare Disney Before- movies? Oh well, yeah, I watched Disney movies. I didn't have Disney Channel though. I no, did have- the Disney Channel movies. You never seen any no, of those? No, we didn't have Disney oh, Channel. That's another man. thing rich people had, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta send you a list of Disney Channel movies that you need to watch, bro. Yeah, Gabby, Gabby would probably agree with you that I need to see Halloween Town. She's yeah, mentioned it. Luck of the Irish, Smart House, The Thirteenth Year, Johnny Tsunami. No, no, none no. of those ring a bell, wow. dude. I didn't see any Disney show, Disney Channel shows, bro. I know what, that. I, I know Gabby knows what I'm talking about. She got to show you, Gabby, show them these films, and you'll like them still. I think to this day, will I? I don't know. They're nostalgic for me, so I really doubt. <laughs> 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 if you go back and watch it, are you like, dang, that's pretty good? Or are you like, oh, I only like this because it was a kid? 
<laughs> I don't know. It, it's it's nostalgic, so like I do like it. So like I'll go back and watch Recess, That's So yeah. Raven. You know what I mean? Sister, I've, sister. I've seen I've seen a couple episodes of That's So Raven. Yeah, so it, it's kind of like that. Like it's not good, but like I still enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> Fair uh, enough. Carrying on, carrying on. Uh, Andor. Uh, that's a Star Wars uh, series that's set to come out. Uh, do you remember who Andor is, Luigi? He comes out in Rogue One, right? Yes, sir. So he's getting a spinoff series prior to Rogue One because we know what happens in Rogue One. What if you guys haven't seen it, spoiler alert. What happens, they all, John? They all, they all die. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind, of, it's kind of his origin story and a trailer just finally released to it. Uh, released for it it's pretty good man it was really good i i enjoyed it they we see some characters that uh are, are familiar uh another character in rogue one that passed away uh fuck what's his name um forrest whitaker i forget his character's name oh he came out in rebels too or yeah in rebels yeah he came out in rebels and Clone in Clone Wars. Wars. yeah yeah, yeah um, i can't remember his name though but move on move on but yeah <laughs> That is coming out soon. It did get delayed, though. I just got a news on that, but I'm not sure when it got. It was set to release in August. I think it got pushed back another month, so September is should be the release date on that. Okay, okay. Well, some good things to look forward to. I I don't have any other trailers than that, so we are going into TV land. I have absolutely no TV land for you guys today, so this is going to be carry this this portion of our segment. Is going to be carried by none other than Luigi, and he's got some good stuff for us today. Thank you, Flash. thank you. Oh, oh. Well, I do have one, but it's going to be part of our feature presentation. Yeah, we'll lead with that one. Um, so, I'm going to go over a few. First thing, uh, if you guys have not watched the street food series on Netflix, they have them in different parts of the world. Like they have street food. I think it's Asia street food, Latin America. Street food, if I'm not mistaken, they have one for India. Um, well, they did one for you, the U.S. And the, I watched the first two episodes, which were L.A. and Portland. Solid, man. Really solid episode. I, I've always wanted to try the food in L.A., and it just reinforced that. And I'll tell you what, man. They didn't even talk about some of the, some of the big groups in L.A. Like, they didn't talk about the Koreans or K-Town. And they didn't talk about uh, Japanese food or sushi. And I know that's big in California and L.A. as well. But they did focus on a badass taquero. And they focused on a Filipino and a hot dog place that's there. Really good ones. And then, of course, they also did a Portland episode that was really good. Both solid. If you guys are food lovers, if you like watching food shows... Check it out. The street food looks dope, and it's actually in places that are a lot closer. So maybe one day you get to go visit. Damn, that's cool. You think uh, maybe hopefully they'll make their way back and like kind of take on like the sushi places and stuff like that? Because I feel like LA is so huge that you may need like more than one episode for that. Was yeah, there- I, I'm going to agree with you on that. I mean, they're doing LA and New York in different episodes. I'm like, both of those cities are probably going to need more than an episode. Oh, most definitely. City's so huge. And the next one. So last week I talked about Death of Superman. This week is the sequel to it, the direct sequel, which is Reign of Superman. And it's where all these different Superman characters come out uh, after the supposed death of Superman. 
uh, and it all it all uh, culminates with the fact that um, Apocalypse is somehow behind uh, a, one of these Superman characters, and they have to fight this Superman character, and it actually leads directly into Apocalypse War. So it was a pretty good one to watch. I enjoyed it. Uh, it, it slowly, I'm getting more love for Superman because I used to think he was probably like my least favorite hero, but I'm starting to warm up more to him with these animated films. I'm telling you guys, these animated films don't miss. Okay, I lie. Some of them miss, but most of them do not miss. <laughs> no, I, I agree. Like DC, I think animated films wise, they just shit on Marvel and a lot of other animated series. Yeah, they so, know how to do it. Yeah, don't don't sleep on the movies, guys. Really don't. I know it's cartoon. You're like, ah, it's cartoons for kids. It's not. These movies are not for kids. Even the ones that are for kids, like Batman the Animated Series, uh, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, all were True. some of the best like storytelling television they've had. Uh, but I'm going to move on to another DC. It came out in theaters this weekend. DC League of Super Pets. First off, name is too long. Second off... Main character is Crypto, played by none other than Dwayne The Rock Johnson. See, overplayed, overplayed, man. <laughs> Just kidding. And another you know, overplayed star. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Here's my thing. So I found it interesting because I like, I do like both of those guys. You know what I mean? Like, I, oh, I'm yeah, a fan. Me too. But while I was watching the movie, I was like, I don't think they should have picked Kevin Hart or The Rock for these roles. I'm not feeling it. I'm not buying in. And then I couldn't, because I couldn't buy into that, I felt like I couldn't buy into the whole pet storyline. Because, spoilers, guys, I know you're like, oh, please don't tell me the the plot to DC League of Super Pets. But in the end, the pets have to save the heroes. And then they end up getting, they get power. Some of them get powers. And they end up getting paired off with some heroes, obviously, right? I just couldn't buy into it, man. I couldn't buy into it. A lot of the reviewers and a lot of the audiences are giving it really good reviews, like, you know, 70, 80%, things like that. I wasn't feeling it as much. And Gabby and I were talking about it, and she was like, I can't, I can't give it more than a five and a half because I wouldn't recommend it. I was like, you know what? Because I had originally, you know me, I, I give a higher rating than I should. Recency bias, yeah. Well, no, I, I told her, I was like, I wasn't really into it. But I still gave it a higher rating. And she's like, why'd you give it that rating if you, if you wouldn't even uh, recommend it? I was like, I don't know. So I was like, I think maybe a 6.2. No, that's too high. It is like too it. high. If I, if, I, if I would not recommend it, um, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't recommend someone go see it. But if it was on, I'd be like, you're not going to hate it. Yeah. So it's kind of, yeah, 5.5 is probably better. Uh, or even a five. I wouldn't say it's less than that because it's watchable. It's fine. The story isn't the worst. I think it's just not not for me. It's not made for me, right? It's made for children, and my kid loved it. So uh, that's yeah. pretty much all I have to say about that movie. Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up. Like, was this again? This probably this movie wasn't meant for you. It was probably for your kids. And if she loved it, then they hit. Obviously, the parents are going to take the kids to watch it because you know. They're superheroes and they're pets, bro. Like, what you know? What more can you want for a kid? Yeah, and and uh, you know there was some good adult humor in there. There was even like 
moments where <laughs> they bleeped out a character. There was a moment where they bleep out a character because she goes, what the is happening? And I was like, oh, my God, they put that in a kid's movie? Uh, they, they like to do a little because they know the parents are there. So they want yeah. to do at, le- at least make the parents laugh a little bit if they can. Yeah. And you know what? Some of those scenes did get me like a character. One of the bad guys calls someone a wench. And I was like, that's hilarious. I can't believe they put that in a kid's movie. <laughs> here we are. They called somebody a wench. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, it's fine. It's a kid's movie. You know what I mean? So I I, I went in not expecting a whole, whole lot. But, you know, it it, it exceeded some of those expectations. But overall, it was still just... Uh, it wasn't grounded enough for me and didn't, yeah. wasn't made for me, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's no Lego Batman movie. Seems yeah, now like that it. movie had me cracking up. Yeah, that movie was hilarious. I still watch that movie, dude. <laughs> you know, that one's a good one. That one's a good one. Again, this movie has its moments, but no, it's it, I, I wasn't as big on it. All right. That's it for us on uh, TV Land, guys. We're going to go into our feature presentation. We got thriller movies, guys. Thriller movies. It's just a thriller. Thriller nights. Yeah. <laughs> Except it's not horror like the, the Michael Jackson music video. Yeah, yeah. We're not doing horror films, horror thriller films, because we want to save horror films coming up pretty soon in another yeah, future I mean, presentation. Yeah, I mean, uh, October's coming up, so we might we might be... Hitting you guys with one of those soon so you can prepare for Halloween. Well, you know what? It might be real soon because I went to our our grocery store the other day on Sunday. Uh, we're recording on Monday, this first. So it was yesterday. They already have Halloween stuff out, man. Dude, last year they were, they did the same thing and then they ran out halfway through October. Jesus, I guess it's, it's it's never too late for spooky season, right? As soon as as soon as it hit August, like all right, guys, here we go. Get your pumpkins, get get your decorations. Let's fucking go, dude. Halloween is my favorite holiday. Is it the, the only thing? Yeah, I've realized this over time. Like I thought it was Christmas, but then Gabby was like, "No, nah, you get way more hyped about Halloween. Like you buy a bunch of Halloween shit, you do all the Halloween stuff. Except haunted houses, dude. Fuck that. I can't can't do it. They scare me." I'm not down. I can't do it. I can't do it. Wow. I really, yeah, that's the one thing like haunted houses. You get get scared easily. Not with movies, not with shit like that. I mean, but with haunted houses, man, it's like the stress of knowing that they're going to pop out at you just like gets to me, dude. I'm like, Oh, when, where are they? Where are they? Where are they? Where are they going to be? What about like scary videos late at night? Um, I could watch scary videos late at night. Like scary movies? No, no, like scary little quick minute videos. Like they're kind of freaky. I mean, they're a little unpleasant, but I'll be fine. Damn, because I was gonna send you a bunch like like around midnight. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably watch them and be like, bro, I might have trouble sleeping. To... <laughs> but that's the fun. That's the fun with the horror. I don't know, man. I like horror stuff. Um, I've come to realize like I've, I watch a lot of horror films. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but I do enjoy Halloween, man. That's awesome. Well, speaking of horror films, our first thriller that we want to get into today, I wouldn't say it's really horror after watching it, but it's definitely a thriller. 
Right. It had like a pinch of horror. This is a movie that came out recently, guys. You can rent it. It might be in some theaters near you. The Black Phone. The Black Phone with Ethan Hawke. Uh, and the, I think it's the writers of the Sinister movies as well, correct? I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I would say so. Yeah, they teamed back up with Ethan Hawke. And man, oh man, he plays a good bad guy, too. He plays a good, a good bad guy. Dude, he really does. I, I liked him a lot in, in the film. And very little he comes out to, right? Ah, those masks that he wears, man, they still they're they're haunting. Yeah, they're little they're definitely creepy and like make you definitely think about that at night for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, so oh, you want to give the premise for this one or you want me to do it? Yeah, sure. So this film takes uh well uh this takes place back in the nineteen seventies, late uh late seventies, close to the eighties. And it's based off in Denver, Colorado, and little boys are getting taken. I would say around middle school age, you would say, Luigi? Yeah, they're 13 years old. A lot, Most of them are 13 years old. And someone's taking these kids, and they're just missing and presumed dead. And it's, it's, it, it takes place with a little boy and a girl. And that little boy ends up getting taken. And we see it, it, where all these other missing kids were going because that's what's happening to him. And that's kind of where the story goes from there. We've come to find out that the sister, it's, it's a side side plot. The sister it has dreams where she can kind of predict the future or see what's going on. And yeah, so like a second sight, a lot of people use that term. Yeah, six. Well, no, his the someone else would have the sixth sense, right? That's right. She yeah. doesn't. Well, she also does see see some of the ghosts, right? Yeah, she does. Both so. of them then. But she's got even more because she can like see things that are happening or things that are going to happen. Yeah. So like hers is like way more intense. So anyways, uh, Ethan Hawke ends up. You know, he he's driving around in a van and he ends up grabbing these kids. And we don't know what he does to these kids, if they're alive, if they're dead. We come to throughout the film. Spoiler alert, guys. These kids definitely don't make it. And it's about this kid just being stuck in there and just kind of going through what these kids, these kids in the past were going through as well. There's a black phone in the room that he's isolated in. He's in a he's in a basement where it's completely soundproof and there's literally nothing but a bed and a black phone there and a, and a, and a bathroom. Uh, and the phone so is disconnected. Know. Like it hasn't been connected for decades. Yeah. It, it's been disconnected and it does not work at all, but he hears it ring. And this, this whole time while the, the Ethan Hawk is away upstairs plotting to, to see what's going to happen next. He hears the phone ring and Every time he answers the phone, he's talking to a kid. Doesn't know who it is, <clears throat> but then he later finds out who they are because every time he, they sound kind of confused, right? You would say? Yeah, they say that in the film that they the first thing they forget is their own name. They forget who they are. Which is really strange, but you can hear some of these characters because he actually knows two of them that call him on the phone. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I wait, this is this is so and so. 
And these kids, the people on the other phone, are trying to help him escape. But they sound so weird and creepy in the phone, like like because they're not giving them full details of how to get out at first. But again, and then you come to later find out, spoiler alert, that the little boy himself had, like you said, Luigi has a sixth sense just like his sister, and he's speaking to these kids on the black phone on how to escape. They're trying to help him. It's like, hey, we don't want what happens to you, what happened to us, and they're essentially trying to help him how to escape. And mm-hmm. I like that premise, man. I I really liked it. Like I Ooh. did like that portion of it, dude. I'm going to go back and correct myself a little bit, too. Ethan Hawke reunited with the sinister director, Scott Derrickson, who, by the way, also did the first um, Doctor Strange movie. So this movie, yeah, yeah, all connected to Marvel somehow, guys. All connected. (laughs) Gotta get them directors. (laughs) No, but yeah, the film, I mean, it plays out so well. There's so much anticipation watching that little boy and watching his sister because his sister is really the one who's looking for him the only she goes to the police like with tons of information every time she has a dream and they start believing her because they realize no one else knows those details and they at first thought that she was like told by someone else like who told you that information where did you find that out well also the police remember when the two detectives come and uh, they're interrogating her about it, like they don't believe that she just had that dream. Yeah, and then and after a while, and then they would they go to the dad because they think that it's the dad telling her that mm-hmm. stuff. So they go to him and start questioning him in the middle of his job. So then he ends up going home and like start beating his little girl. He's like, "What did you tell him? They they think I'm the person that's doing this." It's 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 so fucked. Um, great film, dude. Uh, the ending. Uh, do you want to give away the ending or should we just tell them to keep watching uh i would say let's keep it well actually it's been out for a minute if you guys have not watched it here is your chance to skip this part so that you don't get anything ruined okay spoiler alert i repeat (laughs) spoiler alert now this isn't one of those thrillers where the ending is like terrible and everybody dies no in fact you get to see what i always want to see in a movie in a thriller movie like the victim to like ruthlessly kill the the killer and sure enough yeah and sure enough he does it with the help of all those ghosts who gave him all the tools that he needed yeah he does beat the shit out of him he beats them (laughs) Look at him. Now, obviously, he's a 13-year-old boy, so he has he has to get a lot of help, but he does it. And man, oh, man, it is so satisfying to see it happen. And it's so sad because then, you know, the police find the place where he, he left the bodies, and you just know, like, these poor family. Obviously, it's fictional, but still, you know, you, you put yourself in the shoes of these fictional characters. That's what makes it... That's what makes it... Um, fun to watch right and you're like oh man i empathize here right you can imagine all these families who would have been just devastated finding out that this terrible person was the one who who took their kid and killed him yeah, and the way he did it too the way he did it right and it's a bittersweet thing as well because yeah there's there's all these families that have kids that are missing and never 
find them, but they actually, you know, at least now they know what happened to them and they can, you know, kind of close that door that, you know, move on from that. Closure. Because, yeah, closure. There we go. We get, we get a, you know, we get closure for them and like, all right, well, at least now this person's not going to hurt anyone because the little boy ended up ending this murderer's life. And we also know where our kid is. It sucks, but now we can mourn them and know the fact that we don't have, that they're not just missing and maybe still alive. Cause I think that's worse in my opinion. Oh yeah. The not knowing is terrible. I, I hear that is the worst part. Um, I mean, if, if someone had taken my daughter, I, you know, I would be, I'd be on suicide watch guys, you know, getting dark here, but I would. <laughs> but if I found out that one of the victims killed the same person that took my kid, that would be some of the best news that I ever heard. Cause that meant he tried to do it again. And that kid uh, got justice for every single one of the other kids that that person killed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just knowing that he, he can no longer, uh, they can no longer do that to anyone else is uh, definitely a lot more relief on your shoulders, uh, just relief for yourself and for everyone else. Yeah. So Ethan Hawke does an amazing job. And then the two, the two siblings, the brother and sister, the three of them really carry the movie on their back. Everyone else is very much a secondary character with a lot less lines and a lot less uh, progression as a character. That being said, even out of the three, I think the sister and Ethan Hawke do an amazing job. Little boy, I mean, I know it's probably part of the character, but I feel like he does not emote enough. Like, you don't see his emotions or what he's feeling and I don't, I don't, uh, as well as I feel like. Well, I think I he, I think he did a great job because they show him as a timid character and just never speaks up for himself. And in that final moment where he finally speaks to his friend, the last one that passed away, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is like, you, he's like, you, you've always had it in you. You got to step up, and this is your moment. That's true. So all I, the, I think all the dead character, well. all the dead characters did a really good job. Yep, they all did. Yeah, so that that was that's that's my take on the movie. What would you rate it, Jason? Out uh, of ten, out of ten, what would you rate it? I'd give it a solid six point eight. Ooh, yeah. Here I come with a higher rating. <laughs> <laughs> what would you give it? I'd give it um, between a seven and a seven point five. Okay, like I really liked this movie. I thought it was really well done, and it's quick. It's like what is it? Ninety minutes? Yeah, dude, it wasn't it wasn't long at all. It's a, a an hour and forty two minutes. It gets straight to the point. In fact, it leaves you wanting more. Shorter than our podcast usually. <laughs> it leaves the movie leaves you wanting more. Like I really wanted to know more about Ethan Hawke's character. I really so did much too. more. Yeah, but it's kind of good because then the story would have probably been a lot more gruesome, uh, and that might uh, steer away some viewers but you know what the the way that they advertised the film also probably steered away those viewers so they probably should have just gone for it either way great film great great film definitely a recommendation you should definitely watch it uh one of the top films of the year i would say so far 
Jason, what is uh, our feature presentation? Some of the thrillers that we recommend, some of our favorites. Uh, Jason, what's uh, what's the first one on your list? First one on my list would be I want to I think it was a 2014 film uh, called Arrival. That movie is pretty much about aliens coming into the planet or into our planet. They just some ships just land in certain areas of the world. And they're just staying still. These ships, these weird ships just staying still. And the government, all the government, the whole world is freaking out. And they find this character uh, who's a professor who's an expert in uh, multiple languages and just breaking down um, communication with, uh, you know, with each other, right? So she may not know the language, but she learns how to break down languages to see how people and just things in general communicate so they asked her I was like hey i was like we need you I'm like why why do you need me with like these aliens are trying to communicate with us but we don't know what the fuck they're saying so she goes up there and tries to break down what they're trying to you know why they're there and you come to find out that they came there for her and you find out some things about herself and what she sees throughout the film great film very underrated film well, I, don't I have know. not seen this movie are you serious? What? Yeah, they came for her. Oh damn! I, I said too much, man. I already said too much, uh, dude. It's it, it's a great film, and uh, the twist at the end it's it's, it's just great. I, Wait, I there's another it. twist. There, yeah, there's another twist, bro. Dang! And guys, if you if you haven't heard of this film, it got really really good reviews. I think it even got an Oscar nomination. And it's got Amy Adams, Jeremy Renner, uh, it's got Forrest Whitaker, and it's directed by Denny Villeneuve. Anyway, he is the Canadian director who did uh, Blade Runner 2049. Big shout out. That is also a bit of a thriller, but I'm not going to go into that one today. And he also did Dune. He's doing Dune Part 2 as well. Dude, it's a great film. And you can see that on Hulu, and it actually came out in 2016. I'm sorry, not 2014. You can see that on a Hulu with a Hulu with a premium subscription. It's Sling. also on Stars if you got Stars. Stars, Prime Video. Uh, All of them yeah. pretty much require a premium subscription, so you might you might want to look for a rental unless you've got Stars, uh, the Stars streaming app. Uh, that one you can watch it there. Dude, it's it's a great film. I, I recommend it. I didn't even know. I thought you, I thought there was only one film on my list that you said you hadn't seen. So I didn't see the first one. Okay, oh, well, that I, was, I, that's my bad. That that that's a great film. I recommend it, dude. Go watch it. I go watch it tomorrow or after you get out of work throughout your training. Trust me, dude. You'll love it. I know you'll love it. Like, and you no know what's funny. You know what's funny? There, there's no reason I haven't seen this movie. Like I had plenty of chances to watch it, and I just was like, I don't know. It doesn't look exciting. But it's got Amy. I love Amy Adams. I love Denny Villeneuve. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why I didn't do it. Dude, gotta watch it. And then also ties back to Marvel. You know, Jeremy <laughs> Ranner's in it. Our Hawkeye. So <laughs> Hawkeye's in the movie, guys. <laughs> All these superheroes coming out and other stuff. You know. <laughs> All right, man, what do you got for us? (laughs) So my first one is, they call it a comedy thriller uh, because it does have some funny moments. But honestly, this movie keeps you on the edge of your fucking seat 
the whole damn time, like the whole time. It's called I Care a Lot. If you have not seen this movie, it's got Rosamund Pike, who comes out in another film we're going to talk about, Gone Girl. So you you know who she is. Oh, that evil it, bitch. How <laughs> she plays a really good <laughs> bad so, guy, such dude. A good... I fucking hate her. I'm sure she's a great person in real life, but fuck, I hate her in movies. Uh, Peter Dinklage is in it. Those of you who are Game of Thrones fans, he is Tyrion Lannister, you know the the dwarf, as they say. So really, really good. Uh, really good two actors and watching them play off each other is great. I don't want to give away too much, but there is a hole in our legal system in which when someone, Oh, this is a perfect day. You know how Britney Spears uh, lost her conservatorship. Yes. 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 She lost the rights to her body. She lost the rights to her finances. She got a conservatorship. For both of those placed on her by a judge so this actually happens pretty often to the elderly in real life and you think oh elderly it must be you know because they have dementia they have alzheimer's they have things in which it what would be the what would be the best word it uh stops them or impedes them from living a regular life and being able to deal with their own finances and make uh conscious choices for their own health and that's when you get conservatorship. Usually it's a child, you know, one of their children or a family member or someone close to them. But there are people in this world. This is not uh, this is not all fantasy. There are people who do this. There are people in this world who do it for a living. They become conservators. They become your legal guardian. And then you pay them. And what a lot of these people do is that they will liquidate all of these elderly people's finances and assets pay themselves and then just drop them in an in a home they will force them in a home that because you know the government will take care of them in a home right Mm -hmm. and this is what this character does for a living that's what her character does and the premise of the story is she does it to the wrong woman and let's just say things get out of hand for them very very quickly I cannot recommend this movie more. It is very much one of those movies that keeps you on the edge of your seat and you're like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. What's going to happen now? Dude, the whole time you're rooting against this bitch. And that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. But man, Rosamund Pike, you should have gotten nominated for something in this film, ma'am, because you were the devil. She does such a damn good job. That's awesome, man. And I think you can watch that one on Netflix, right? Netflix. Always going to be there. It's a Netflix original. Uh, Really, really good film. It came out in 2021. So I don't know why it didn't get more attention because, I mean, all of us were still generally at home. You you know what's crazy? I remember seeing this uh, trailer and I just remember seeing the trailer. I was like, I I need to watch this. And I, I just didn't hear enough about it to like remind myself to go watch it. I feel like that happens with a lot of movies, right? So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Marketing is a big thing for films. Like it, it, they live or die by some of the marketing. Unless they get a lot of word of mouth, they they live or die by marketing. That's how I've been living lately, word of mouth. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what's yours, Jason? What's your next one, Jay? Oh, dude, one of my favorite movies of all time. Definitely in my top 15, maybe 10. Uh, Ex Machina. 
a film came out in 2014. Have you seen Ex Machina? Oh, yes. I have you had seen just recently Ex-Machina. seen that one, right? No, I saw it when it came out, and I went to go see it by myself, actually. Oh, really? I was living, yeah, I was living in Austin, and um, I didn't really have anyone to go watch it with. Uh, I was living, I mean, I was living with um, some really close family friends of mine, but they were all out. Uh, they they were doing their own thing. I didn't have a girlfriend or a fiance at the time. Me and Gabby weren't, weren't together at the time. And none of my friends were living in Austin at the time anymore. So I went to go see it on my own. Fantastic film. Damn, man, you sound like a little loner there for a minute, huh? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, man. At that time, it was pretty lonely. It was pretty lonely. <laughs> yeah, but well, now my friends were just, I mean, the people that I was, I was living with would have gone to see it with me, but uh, they were they were busy at the time. So I ended up just going to see it on my own. You know, that's that's actually on my bucket list to see a film on my own. I've never done that. I yeah, I went, I, to go see, I went to go see Deadpool 2 by myself, too. I hear it's cool. Like, it's just nice. It's just like, all right, cool. I'm going to get my popcorn, get my soda, watch the movie, enjoy it. And then uh... people, people look at you weird, but I don't give a shit. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, dude, uh, Ex Machina, dude. Uh, I love this film, man. It's about, it's pretty much about a kid. He's a programmer at a huge internet search giant and he wins a contest. He gets to work with a huge scientist um, played by Oscar Isaac. Who So he wins a contest, he flies him out here, and Oscar Isaac is working on an experiment, and he's close to essentially breaking through an AI, creating the first artificial intelligence. He created this, char- uh, this, this artificial intelligence to have a body and a woman, to be a woman, and he needs someone to run tests on her besides himself to make sure that it's just... She's just not answering the questions that Oscar Isaac wants to hear, but he needs someone completely different to try and break through through this character, through, through this machine, uh, whether they have a conscience or not. So they fly this kid in and everything is confidential. He has to sign a non-disclosure agreement, just pretty much that everything that happens in here, he cannot say anything outside of outside of of where this is happening and this is a facility which is it's it's a, it's a home really nice home but all, but it's also under under underground it's a nice facility that's closed down to make sure that this ai doesn't escape and because you know you don't know whether this ai is good or not and what their intentions are so throughout this whole film this this gentleman that wins the contest a young man uh starts questioning this machine and he starts realizing that, yo, this machine does have a conscience and she doesn't deserve to be here. And maybe starts catching feelings for her. And then you start finding out things about the scientist himself. And it just brings you on through this whole thriller aspect of just kind of like what's going on? What like what is happening here? Who is good? Who is bad? Uh, you know, and man, oh, man, towards the end, I was just like left like, oh, my God. Yeah, the way it ended, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Great film. It 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 keeps you on it starts off, I wouldn't say a little slow, but yeah, you know, it starts off to build up and like right away it takes off to to me. I, that was, I was the first time I saw Oscar Isaac and Alicia Vikander in a film and both of them did an amazing job. I was like, God damn, they got some great actors. Who are these people? Dude, right? I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. Yeah, great, great film. Good recommendation, man. Every time we bring up Ex Machina, I'm like, damn right, that's a great film. Go watch it. 
All right, man. What you got for us? Uh, before we move on to that, this one, guys, you will, if you want to watch it, oh, you yeah. can rent it um, for fairly cheap, somewhere between 3 and $4 on Prime, on YouTube, any of those, you can rent it, but it's not available on a streamer right now. It has done its rotations on Netflix, HBO. HBO Max. Yeah, it's, it's done Hulu. its rotations and Hulu. But at this very moment, if you're like, no, nah, I want to see it now, you're going to have to do a rent. Um, next one for me is I've mentioned it before, so I'm just going to do a quick shout out of it. Uh, the Machinist with uh, Christian Bale, the one where he lost, I think it was 90 pounds for he the role. And again, twist at the end. I mean, the whole movie, you're, you're really wondering, is there someone else to kill this guy or is he crazy? And the way the movie ends, you're like, oh, my God, I did not see that coming. Great film, really edgy. One of those movies that just leaves you feeling uncomfortable the whole time while you're watching it. But I mean, you're supposed to feel uncomfortable. You're supposed to feel the way he feels, right? And uh, you just watch him slowly falling apart as a person. And the end is just a great payoff for the whole film everything suddenly makes sense so you definitely got to watch that film guys if you have not seen it not going to go too much into it with that one just go watch it the machinist really really good film as well that can be found on premium prime video paramount plus and sling tv with a premium subscription so it's pretty much everywhere uh, if you have premium subscriptions there we go guys easy to find as well all right okay. all right okay my next one, my next film. You haven't seen this one, uh, but we want to we want to give it a shout out to a listener of ours, uh, you know, a gamer of our, a friend. I I've never seen him in person, but I I've, I've spoken to him. <laughs> uh, my boy name, Jobin. Yeah, shout, <laughs> shout out Joe uh, for this next film because it was definitely going to be on my list, and I'm glad he brought it up because I probably would have forgot about it. Disturbia with Shia LaBeouf is hey. one of question is mm-hmm. the rihanna song for that movie and i'm not asking that as a joke like i'm genuinely asking no oh damn. no definitely not definitely not i thought they were connected <laughs> in some way uh moving on moving on let's pretend i never asked that question go on what's this movie about? so yeah this is like a young child above this is like one of his first films that were not like disney you know, okay. it was, I, I think it was even before Transformers, if I'm not mistaken. And this, this movie came out in 2007. I think it was right before Transformers. Oh, no kidding. So, so this, with this film, pretty much the plot is Shia LaBeouf. He, it starts off with, he's going on a fishing trip with his dad. And, you know, he's getting, he has, he pretty much has a good childhood. I want to say he's in high school. They're coming back from a fishing trip and they get in a car accident and his father passes away. He he goes back to school and a, a, a teacher makes a comment about his dad because he after his dad passes, dude, you know, he isolates himself and he's just he's not doing well in school and blah, blah, blah. And like the teacher tries to reach out to him. He's like, hey, what would your father say? Like you acting like this right now. Dude. And that that triggers him and he fucking ends up assaulting the teacher. So he ends up having to be on house arrest. And so he has to keep himself entertained. So. And during this time, uh, he has a neighbor that moves in. It's a, it's a female character, but played by Sarah Ro, Ro, Romer. Ro, I can't pronounce her name. Um, sorry if I'm pronouncing her last name wrong. But he he likes her, 
ends up befriending her at first because you know he's like oh he's spying on her and she sees him and they become friends like what are you doing here in this house like yeah i'm on house arrest so they start spying on neighbors um because he's he he pretty much got caught spying on her so like i like what do you do it's like yeah just kind of just like people watching here in my neighborhood because i have nothing else to fucking do so it, it's it's comedy at first dude. it's it's hilarious and then it turns out that one of the neighbors they think that may be or may not be a serial killer Oh, because they start spying on this guy and he's doing some weird shady shit. And this neighbor finds out that he's being watched by them. And that's where the movie goes. And it is great, dude. It is such a great thriller film. Shia LaBeouf. I think this is like one of the first films where I was like, dude, man, he can do anything. In my opinion, you know what I I remember him so much in like he always played like a sidekick character before those like in Constantine, he was a sidekick character, and he was a bit of a sidekick character in that terrible Indiana Jones film. Yeah, the yeah that was that was not a good film. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was pretty bad. And iRobot, I think he plays a similar kind of character. Then boom, you're right. This may be one of the first ones where he's like the main guy. And Transformers comes out that same year. So shout out to Shia LaBeouf, although I think he's uh, canceled now or something, right? Is he canceled? I don't know, man. I really like I think, him. I think he's just misunderstood. No, I think some some women came out saying that, that he may have, like, beat them. I don't know. I, oh, I, I don't know the man. details. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah, like I he's, hope that's he's got not some, true. Damn he's it. got some emotional issues or something. I, I don't know. I, I know there was something about that, but... I think he is going to be coming back to acting soon. So we'll see, we'll see what he's doing and we'll see if he's uh, hopefully either that's not true or that he is, he has uh, corrected himself in a way that, you know, is acceptable. But I'm, anyway, I'm, I'm hoping man. And uh, yeah, to, uh, in order to see this film, you can watch it on a premium subscription to Hulu sling prescription, you know, premium prescription and the rest you'd have to pay uh, like $3 to watch. <laughs> but I, I I really recommend it. I dude, honestly, it's it's a good time. It's an it's it's a quick movie too, about ninety minutes, an hour and forty five minutes. It's not long. And I, I dude, I promise you, even a sidekick character, uh, Aaron Yu, hilarious, bro. <laughs> he like uh, I think he hacks his phone, and every time you call him, it goes ah, me so horny, ah ah, me so horny. The song, <laughs> remember course. that song? That new that song. Uh, of course <laughs> so there's some definitely some comedy aspect to it but a uh, same like little little horror thriller in there for you all right so my next one is sunshine i think i may have talked about this one as well in our uh underrated films so i'm just i'm gonna go over the cast and give you guys a quick uh rundown again now this movie has and I'm going to go through the whole cast here because it's quite a few. It's got Cillian Murphy, Michelle Yeoh. And if, you, if you're if you like, who's Cillian Murphy? Think Scarecrow. Is, think that, uh, it, Peaky Blinders. It's Cillian Murphy? Like, yeah, I thought it was Cillian Murphy, yeah. I don't know, because I've heard people say Killian. Killian? Oh, maybe. Killian Murphy. No, I mean, that, that's a name. That's a real name. I thought Killian was with a K. But, you know, I'm not going to argue that because it sounds... yeah. Very plausible. Well, the Murphy Chris guy, Evans, huh? Chris Evans, uh, Michelle Yeoh from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, also, she's in a cop story with a uh, right uh, uh, or a police story with um, Jackie Chan. Anyway, uh, Rose Byrne comes out in it. Benedict Wong, 
Uh, Wong himself from Doctor Strange. Back to Marvel, Doctor Strange, <laughs> Wong, and Captain America in here, guys. Uh, let me see. We've got Cliff Curtis. Cliff Curtis. I've seen him in a few things. Also, Troy Garrity, if you have seen Ballers uh, with uh, Jason's favorite guy, The Rock. Uh, Hiroyuki Sanada, famous Japanese actor Mark Strong. It just the list goes on. I, I see Rachel Vice on the list of actors. Don't remember her in that movie. But moving on. So here's the synopsis, guys. In the not too distant future, Earth's dying sun spells the end for humanity. In the last ditch effort to save the planet, a crew of eight men and women venture into space with a device that could revive the star. However, an accident. A grave mistake and a distress beacon from a long-lost spaceship throw the crew and its desperate mission into a tailspin. Now, this movie just keeps getting worse and, like, in a good way. Not that it's bad, but, like, just the situation gets worse and worse and worse over time. And the whole movie, you're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So it's definitely a thriller, a good sci-fi thriller. All the actors do a great job. There is no... There's no like aliens. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna be straightforward about it. It's this isn't one of those movies. So if you go in thinking, like, oh man, I'm gonna see some alien action, or maybe it's like that alien movie. No, 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 it's none of that. This is thriller set in space. So if you're interested in that, it is a really cool movie to watch. Again, some great acting, and it keeps you again, keeps you on the edge of your seat. But I'm not gonna go too far into that one. Go check it out, guys. It's a really good film. I don't even know where you can watch this movie. I don't think there's anywhere you can watch it. You have to rent it or buy it. Yeah, I saw on YouTube, $4. Voodoo, I'll t- $4. I'll tell you what. If you do rent it, you will not be disappointed. You will not be disappointed. Hmm, maybe definitely got to add that to the list. I haven't seen that one, so... Sorry, Jason, I, I got a place for you to watch it. No worries. You got this. Oh, you got me. All right. Sweet, bro. All right. Uh, so the next film for me, myself, and I, <coughs> we got, I know you've seen it as well, uh, Seven, a 1999 film. It's a crime thriller. We talked about this movie so many times on the pod, and I'll talk about it again. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it's with Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, and... Kevin Spacey, even though he's canceled, but he plays in a phenomenal villain. Uh, Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman are two detectives. Morgan Freeman is getting set to retire, and they're trying to look for this serial killer that is making his kills based off of the seven deadly sins. And that's really all I have to say. With the twist at the end, is crazy. It, What's in the box? Yeah, obviously What's that one, that line, the iconic line and that, that's really all i want to say about that because i know we talked about this film in our podcast you can watch that on netflix all right the next one i got for you i got a bunch that you guys actually have to rent sorry but my next one is bad times at the el royale it came out in 2018 stacked cast again it's got jeff bridges chris hemsworth thor look marvel anyway moving on john ham dakota <laughs> dakota johnson um Cynthia Erivo, if you guys don't know who she is, I think she just recently played Aretha Franklin. And she also played Harriet Tubman in the Harriet movie. Uh, Nick Offerman's in it. Russell Crowe plays in it. Um, 
Jeez, I mean, I think that's I think that's it of the famous, like big big people. Uh, Shea Wiggum, if you if if you look him up, you'll know who he is. So pretty stacked cast, and it's about so all these different people end up at this rickety hotel that's on the border of California and Nevada. Um, I guess it I mean it almost looks like a motel, but it's it's a little better than that, right? So it's like a a soul singer. Um, supposedly, supposedly a priest. Uh, he's got a backstory for sure. Uh, so opposed again, traveling salesman, uh, two sisters. We don't know what their story is. Uh, and someone else who shows up later, Chris Hemsworth character, probably who brings the whole story to a head. But what's happening in this story is a bunch of different plot lines are playing out. Uh, one in which there's a whole lot of money hidden somewhere in the hotel from a bank robbery. Uh, a cult that is involved somehow, not with the bank robbery, but with the hotel, which will be explained later. Mm. There is, you know, some sort of law enforcement there. And then a few people, just a few, very few, just trying to do the right thing. Very few people, I'll tell you that. Very, very few. <laughs> But, dude, this movie, it, it takes you on a ride. The actors just, they show out. They show out. And that's what I love about some of these movies. The plot is fairly simple. They execute it well. They do it with style. And then the actors just kill it, man. They, they, really, they really just kill the role and they do a great job in it. I highly recommend this film. Uh, fairly recent, I would say. I mean, I know it's four years old, but... 2018. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're we're we've been talking about some movies that are like over twenty years old, so I would say fairly recent, uh, really good film, and it was nice to see. You know, don't get me wrong, I love the Thor movies, I really do, but it was nice to see Chris Hemsworth in another role. Uh, I still haven't seen uh, the Gray Man. I saw well, that's not Chris Hemsworth, that's uh, Chris Evans. Chris Evans, ah, you know, Chris, no Spider yeah. Spider God, we talked about it on the pod. I still haven't seen. Uh, that Netflix movie with Chris Hemsworth. That's the one I meant. Yeah, uh, yeah, because you're right. Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling's on The Gray Man, and then Spiderhead, I think. Spiderhead. There we go. Yes, Spiderhead. I still haven't seen that one. I hear that one's pretty solid too. So, or actually, the reviews don't look great, but word of mouth told me it was solid. But yeah, check it out, guys. Bad Times at the El Royale. Bad Times at the El Royale. Really cool flick. Highly recommend. It's a fun watch. Very, very stylish. It's set, I think, in the 1960s. If I would have to guess. Early 1970s. Oh, early 70s. Okay, okay. Early 70s. And it you definitely see it. You feel it. You see it in the film. There are some really cool scenes in which you see two parts of a... Two parts of a... uh, got a set right in which they look totally different i don't know if you've ever seen um i'm not explaining myself very well so i'm going to give an example have you seen uh life aquatic or the royal tenenbaums or any of those wes anderson films where you see several different rooms uh well they have scenes that look a little bit like that where you see several different rooms in on the same screen and it looks really cool it's not as many as in the Wes Anderson films, but it's a cool watch. Definitely check it out, guys. One more time. That's Bad Times at the El Royale.
Nice. All right. Uh, the next film that I have, I'm sure you've seen. I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen, but definitely had to put on my list. Uh, Shutter Island with Leonardo DiCaprio. Leo! And guess who else is in this cast? Mark Ruffalo, another yeah. Marvel character. The Hulk? <laughs> oh my God, the Hulk. The Hulk himself. Shutter Island is a Martin Scorsese film. It's based off of uh, two detectives. They go into an island to find a disappeared. They go to a, an island where it's pretty much a psych ward where they have suspicion that they're doing tests on these, on these uh, patients. And one uh, a patient goes missing. And Mark, Mar- Mark Ruffalo and Leonardo DiCaprio are trying to crack this case. But they start kind of noticing that there's not some stuff that are, is quite normal throughout the story you find out more about the characters and huge twist at the end and Lots that's of all twists in these movies guys <laughs> i feel like that's the hallmark of a thriller you're right jason yeah lots yeah, yeah. of twists <laughs> but I, I really do like this one this one def- definitely caught me by surprise when i first saw the film and then when i rewatched it i was like how did i not notice that like jesus <laughs> <laughs> And that's the I, beauty of it, right? That's the beauty of it. They lay I, out these tiny details that you don't notice at first. And then the second time around, you're like, oh, my God, there it was. <laughs> Dude, I will I will apologize in advance to Jermaine because I could have sworn. I could have sworn he had seen it because he was always he was super excited when the, the film was supposed to come out. And I think it got delayed and it and I thought he had seen it. So we were in a group chat and I. I said so. I gave up. I gave away the ending, and he's like, "Wow, oh. bro! Wow, you just ruined that for me." He's like, "Dude, it's been out. Like, it's it's, it's, it's been twelve I, years. That's his fault, though." Yeah, dude. <laughs> I felt so bad though. I, I really did. Yeah, so I apologize. Honestly, if you know the ending to this movie, it kind of I, I imagine it would ruin the movie. Yeah, but like, he made me feel so bad, and he still won't let me live it down to this day. So, when did you <laughs> say this? Bro, it must have been like maybe the film came out uh, in 2010. Yeah, 2010. Mm-hmm. I probably ruined it for him like in 2016, 2014, I would say. Like, oh, dude, like still, still, it's been quite a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I I felt bad. Uh, right now, th- this movie does make its way around different subscriptions as well. Right now, you can't watch it anywhere unless you rent it. So... If you guys have but a chance, it was on Netflix forever. It was on Netflix forever. Yeah, yeah. So just keep an eye out or go rent it, guys. Again, you will not be disappointed. I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio, Martin Scorsese. What more do we have to say? You know what I'm saying? Okay. So I'm gonna rattle off a few, and then we're gonna talk about just just a few more for you guys. So other recommendations for thrillers that I have for you guys. If you like spy thrillers, The Born Identity and The Born Supremacy are Great really, really good films. The The third Matt film, Damon. yeah, Matt Damon. The third film, not not as great from what I hear. I need to watch it myself, but from what I hear, not, not as great. Silence of the Lambs. I mean, one of the best films of all time, if you ask me. And one of the best thrillers I have ever seen. Jesus Christ. Christ, does Anthony Hopkins play a sadistic motherfucker? And so does uh, so does the guy that plays Buffalo Bill. Gosh, uh, Ted Levine. 
Jodie Foster does a great job in the role. I mean, she's iconic for it now. And honestly, I can think of very other, very few other roles that she's been in. It's because she's so iconic in that movie. So definitely, uh, if you haven't seen it, Jesus, go check out Silence of the Lambs. I do, I love that film too. Like, I yeah. mean, if you haven't seen it, you're just living under a rock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, a few others that we've talked about before as well. Parasite, Jason, you got to watch Parasite. Um, <laughs> yeah, I really do, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Misery, the uh, the adaptation of a Stephen King novel. Kathy Bates, the the uh, the craziest... I heard she does an amazing job as that villain. Oh, dude, she she really does. That's a great movie. It's a great movie. I know you saw it, but you saw it a long time ago, so you, you're not. You don't quite remember it as well, right? I remember talking in our pre-show, and I was telling you, it's like, oh yeah, like you're kind of right. Because like, like I I do remember the film, but like I, it was just such a long time. Like I saw it when I was a kid, but uh, I remember really liking it for some reason as a kid. No, it's it's a great movie. Definitely check that one out. What I've also got, Get Out. Now this one, I mean, it's gotten so much praise over over the years since it came out and honestly the way the way the movie turns is very shocking it's a great thriller it's a great thriller um and dude that started off his career man uh well jordan as a director yeah dude uh all his other films well i've only seen get out and us i haven't seen a film that we're we want to watch that so we can review it and uh the can't the his reboot on Candyman. i heard it was great so he did a reboot of Candyman. yes dude Oh my god! I heard, I heard it was great. And you, you know, he did the trailer. Twilight Zone. What uh, on? Netflix? He did a remake of the Twilight. No, on CBS. What? Yeah, no, I don't no, know no, where no. you can watch it, but there is. Uh, he did, he did a, the Twilight Zone series for a while. I don't know if he's still doing it, but yeah, he did a Twilight Zone series. I would imagine it's very much like Black Mirror. So I, I'm, I'm ready to watch it. Damn. Okay. Well, for me, I just want to bring out I just want to bring out this one director because a lot of his movies are thriller and I just want to shout out to uh, Christopher Nolan and his films the non-Batman films I, I know a lot of you people know him for the Batman films and other, other films but most of his films that are outside of Batman are technically thriller in my opinion Memento I know I brought that movie up in the past this movie goes backwards it's about a previous detective that's looking for the murder of his wife. We got Inception. It's based off of dreams and going into people's dreams and trying to change their opinions about things. Interstellar. It's about space and time travel. I, not tr- time travel, I would say. Uh, the, presti- the Prestige, a magician movie. Uh, that-, that one is a thriller, guys. Like I, I know it doesn't <laughs> sound like it, but it is a thriller. And it has Marvel characters, bro. Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale. Shit. And- <laughs> Wolverine and Gore the God. But here we go. Oh, See, you guys. Go. It always connects back to Marvel. It always comes back. And Tenet. I know you didn't like it, man. I or, Yeah, it wasn't. That was I film. love that film. I love that film. And that that also is a... He's so obsessed with time. Like, all these films have to do with time in, in, in a way. And I, I love that film. And that's with uh, Robert Pattinson and... Uh, Denzel's kid, uh, David John Washington. So shout out to Christopher Nolan. I'm a huge Christopher Nolan stan. I stand by his movies. I think all his films are great. Most of them. 
you know, all the Batman films and all the movies that he's been releasing, Dunkirk, right? Go watch them. And that's just my little quick stint on uh, Christopher Nolan. All right. To finish it off for this week, I'm also going to uh, recommend you guys a director, David Fincher. Oh, I'm going to rattle yes. off the. I'm going to rattle <laughs> off his thrillers. So it would be Fight Club, Seven, which we've talked about, Gone Girl, which we talked about a little bit, Zodiac, The Game, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Social Network, Girl in the Spider's Web, Panic Room. Uh, he even did Alien Three, which he's not super proud of, but he did the movie, so. Still that one. I mean, that is some of the best thrillers of all time, all from the same director. Uh, he's, he also a had list. a hand in some shows as well. Yes, seriously. If you guys like thrillers, you need to check out pretty much every single one of his films. Uh, but we're going to have a part two for you guys next week. And we're going to have a guest on who is a, a fan of cinema, as he calls himself. So we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have him on for you guys. And we're going to talk a little bit more about thrillers just because there's so many that we we love and we really enjoy watching. So we want to we want to have him on and we can all talk a little bit more about some thrillers. That's going to be it for us today, guys. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. We love you guys. We appreciate your support. Uh, Please make sure you answer the question that we put into the podcast. A big shout out to those of you who do. and we'll see you guys next week. Jason, you got any shout outs? I sure do. Um, also, if you guys don't respond on our questionnaire, you can also uh, DM us on our Instagram. You can follow us at revenge underscore of the pod. And uh, yeah, uh, DM us there or comment on our post when we release our episode. And I just, again, I just want to give a huge shout out to uh, Jermaine and Eric again for letting us stay over there with them in San Diego and just showing us a good time. Uh, huge shout out to my girlfriend, Jamie. Again, thank you so much for the tickets and just show me a great time in San Diego. I had a blast and I, I can't wait to go travel again with you. Hopefully sooner than later, uh, get out of this heat while we can. And uh, shout, shout out to parents, man, uh, especially you. you know, uh, schools coming back, I saw photos of friends that have kids, sisters, brothers, and their first days of school. I know how stressful it can be getting these kids ready for school and just just in general, everything that you guys do for your kids and just making sure that they have good life and uh, just making these little shitheads be be good people, you know? <laughs> we, <laughs> so, we, uh, a lot of us try. A lot of us try. Yeah. I can't say we all try, but a lot of us try. Yeah, it's, it's an everyday thing, and it's not just a Mother's Day and Father's Day thing. It's a, it's a, a daily thing where – we just I feel like we got to show appreciation to our parents and I think kids don't understand how much your parents love you until you're like our age and you're like well my parents did a lot for us and they really do care about me so and then you feel shout real out shitty you right you feel yes, real dude. shitty you're like god why didn't I appreciate them more exactly. trust me they know they know um but yeah uh shout out to Gabby she's holding it down this week she's going to be taking on a bigger role uh with with actually with getting Katya home from school or taking her to school really and it's going to be a really big change for all of us because Katya is no longer going to be going to school with me she's going to be going to the school by our house so shout out to Gabby and shout out to my baby girl Katya she's going to be starting school soon in her own school without her dad so I wish her the best of luck all right we'll see you guys next week 
on Revenge of the 